Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. I am so excited for today's topic. I'll probably be excited for every topic that we have. But honestly, the last episode, or maybe the one before that, was on prayer, which I was so excited to talk about. And today is not far from that. Today, we're going to talk all about faith, what it is, what it looks like, and how we can incorporate it in our own life today. But before we do that, I want to remind you to join our Facebook group over on Facebook, Tribe Called Blessed. Hang out with us over there. Let's um, connect over there on that side. And also, this show is brought to you by Hope and Grace Gifting, where you can find custom affirmation cards and other inspirational gift items. Visit us today. Use code BLESSED for a special discount. And you can find us at hopeandgracegifting.com. Now let's get started. So also, I remember sharing with you some of the pillars that were shared with me from a a previous coach, and I couldn't remember one of them, and I have it now, okay? So I'm going to go over the six pillars. Faith is one of them. So faith is one. Uh, Second is relationships. Third is your space, so like your physical environments, wherever that may be, everywhere, work, home, Um, four is money, five is health and six is work. So your jobs, and then also kind of combining that with your calling in life. So again, we're going to start with faith today. And I just, I have a lot to say, and it's funny because in the last couple of days, I've heard some really powerful messages and had some conversations around this topic. So it, it was perfect timing for me to share with all of you. So the first thing I want to ask you to think of and just kind of reflect back on is what is your faith story? Where are you with your faith right now in this moment? So um, a little disclaimer is that I honestly don't believe now knowing what I know that you can develop a fireproof faith without committing to consistent and ongoing communion with God. So however that looks for you, that is one kind of prerequisite to building a really solid faith. So if you're not doing that, it's never too late. You can start doing that um, in your own way today. So my story is um, I wasn't really raised um, going to church or discussing God or reading the Bible or any of that at all. My grandma, and I know I shared this in a previous episode, is uh, my grandma, when I was younger, we lived with her off and on. And she taught me to pray. She introduced me to the prayer, um, the Our Father prayer, and she prayed with me. But that was the extent of my my connection to God or my faith. Um, it wasn't until I was 30 years old, I was um, going through a really tough time having just learned about my mom who was terminally ill. She had cirrhosis of the liver and I knew that it was bad. And it really took me down. I didn't know what to do. I was distraught. I was heartbroken. I was so scared. I loved my mom with all my heart and soul. And I just couldn't imagine losing her. And so I was pretty down. And I, at the time, my husband owned a a nutrition shop and a friend came in one day and I was just sharing this with her. And 
she invited me to church. And so I went. Um, so I went to church, ended up meeting the pastor there. Pastor Scott was so amazing. Um, he quickly became a friend and a, and to the family, not just me, but, um, you know, he was really hands-on and was very comforting and, and just there, um, as a source of support and strength and encouragement. Um, I remember going to church for the first time, like in the beginning, and I would see people being emotional, you know, people, um, express themselves differently at church, but I would see a lot of emotion and I didn't understand it at all. I was like, I would always ask how, how can you, how do people cry or feel such a way about someone they've never seen or you, they don't know. I couldn't understand it. I just couldn't wrap my, my mind around it. Um, and so I, you know, I attended church. I was bringing my kids. My husband at the time, he worked nights and uh, weekends. So he, he was never able to go. And I honestly don't think he was even in a heart position to go. So I went alone for many, many years and consistently every Sunday. And, and I started building that relationship very slowly. I got baptized, did all that. I didn't read the Bible. Um, I think I, I probably did devotionals, uh, it was, you know, a while after I started going to church, but I did start doing that. Um, shortly after I went to church, started going to church um, because of my mom, um, I had some turmoil in my own in my own relationship. I wasn't married at the time, actually, and needed God even more at that time. And so I just kept that's I just kept pouring myself into my spirituality to get strength and comfort, um, from that. And it, and it did, it really carried me through those times. Um, and I remember my pastor also, I was, I was a little bit bothered that I was going to church. I mean, I said earlier that my husband worked, uh, weekends and nights, but there were, there were Sundays where he could have attended and just didn't. And uh, I remember my pastor shared, you know, you have to be concerned with your salvation. You're, it's, this is about you and the kids. Uh, you can't worry about other people, no matter who they are. You're responsible for your salvation and you can't uh, stop attending church or stop knowing God because somebody else is not willing to do that with you. So that really stuck with me. And I committed to, yeah, just being concerned with my salvation and that of my kids. And also, I, I also feel like I had this seed planted uh, many years prior I remember when I was 15 and I had uh, one of my best friends, I would be at her house a lot and her mom was a believer and she would just go to these Bible study groups in the community center where they lived and she would invite me and I would go with her and my friend didn't even go. I would just go with her by myself. Um, and I remember that that was actually pretty powerful for me. I did. I, that did something for me, for my spirit and a funny story. This was a lot when I was a lot younger, um, I stayed the night with a friend, Melissa. I wish I knew her last name. I would hunt her down, track her down, not hunt her down. That sounds too violent. She took me to church and I don't know what kind of church this was. They were speaking tongues, which was very foreign to me. I didn't know anything about speaking tongues. Um, and I remember after the service, a pastor or somebody, uh, some type of leader of the church came up to me and was, had his hands on my shoulders and was, encouraging me very um strongly to speak tongues and i 
I think I started saying Mecca like a high Mecca high ho like from Pee Wee Herman. I did not know what to. I, you guys, that was crazy. And so that left a bad taste in my mouth with regards to speaking tongues. Now I get it. Now I've, I've been educated. I've learned about what tongues is, but that was pretty freaky. Um, but again, I always had the, the seed was planted um, early on. I just never did anything with it until I needed God. And I was in a desperate situation and then it just got worse. And, it, and thank God I turned to him when I did because I, I really needed him. So um, as I grew in my faith, um, and you know, it's been 15 years now, 16, almost 17. Crazy how time flies. Um, there are little things that I look at with myself and say, oh my gosh, like I've really grown, you know, in this way or that way. Now I'm a wreck with God, like emotionally. Oh my gosh. The worship songs, my favorite part of going to church, listening to service, um, just even in my home, listening to worship music, it just hits me deep down in my soul and it triggers me a lot frequently. And, um, you know, I don't think I can praise anymore without raising up my hands. I just can't even do it anymore. Whereas before that was so awkward and uncomfortable to me. It didn't come natural at all. Now I, it's the opposite. I just, my hands throw in my arms up every, every time we're worshiping. Um, I just, I just do. So that's an act of faith, but I've learned to have faith. I guess you could say in all areas of my life. Um, especially when it comes to surrendering control with loved ones. Um, I just have to know that God is in control. He's going to cover them. He's got this. And, and he fills me with this peace, just knowing that I'm showing up every day. I'm doing my best and I'm leaving the rest to him. And again, it's through regular, consistent practice. I mean, I have my own morning routine, but I don't just spend time with God in the morning during my routine. I mean, it's pretty much I feel like it's something that I think about every day, all day. Um, and that's how my faith has has been built up and activated. So I want to share a story that we had in, uh, in a conversation with a, a friend who came over with um, his wife. And we had such a good conversation about God in general, but um, faith was a big topic. So he shared a story about, um, you know, having blind faith versus faith. And he told this story, and I'll try to sum it up, is um, if you have a stranger come over to your house for the very first time, you don't know this person, and you invite them into your home and you have something of value, you, let's say your wallet on the table sitting there, and you have to step away to use a restroom or whatever, are you going to just have faith that this person that seems nice and, you know, nice enough to invite him into your home is going to not steal or touch your wallet? Or are you going to just take the wallet with you just in case because you don't really know or have the faith in this person yet? Versus if you have somebody that you already know well and you trust and you like and uh, family or friend and they're in your house, same situation, are you going to have faith in that person because you know them? Yes, you probably will, right? I don't take my purse uh, with me when I leave the room if I have somebody that I know in my home as a guest. I, that's That would be weird. Um, and it's the same thing with the Bible or knowing God. Your faith is built up the more that you know him. And the only way to know him is to know his word. And 
the word is, is here for all of us. So yeah, you, I don't think for a lot of us, we, it's so easy to just have blind faith, right? Cause what are you basing that on? It has to be based on something. So I have a definition for faith. Um, faith is the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And I've learned that I could never place complete trust in anything but God because his word never changes. It's been the same from beginning and it will never change. His promises never fail. He's always faithful. Even in those times where we just can't understand or see, he is always faithful. You can look behind you and see all the different times, all the different ways that he's come through and provided for you and shown himself. So um, when I decided to leave teaching uh, just a few months ago, last school year, I had to demonstrate faith and I, and I didn't realize that I was not demonstrating my faith. I kind of prayed on it for the entire school year. Like, and I kept asking God to give me a sign to let me know if this is what he wanted me to do. Because even though my flesh wanted to leave that job, like you have no idea, it was torment every day to my soul. I was dying on the inside. I was really, really, and it was unusual. It was like, didn't even make sense. All I had to do was show up be with my students, but everything else around it was just killing me. The meetings, the planning, the, the grading, the, all the stuff, public, part of the public school system. It was just like, I'm done. But at the same time, I just felt like, God, if this is something that you want for me to do, show me. Um, so I met with a friend, we had coffee and I was sharing this with her and, um, it's so amazing how God puts people in your life or, um, speaks through people because I was sharing this with her and she looked at me and she's like, but cause I told her I was waiting. I'm kind of waiting, kind of waiting as it gets closer to the end of the school year to see what, what I, what I hear from God. And she had this totally confused look on her face and she said, why? And I said, what do you mean? And she, she just said, well, where's the faith in that? Like, God's not going to speak to you. Yes, Barbara. Yes, you can leave. Like, he doesn't speak to us like that, right? This is where faith is. And she asked that. She's like, where's the faith in this? If, if, if this is so heavy on your spirit to be done with this job, and it's been going on for this long, and you are you know, a woman of God, you pray, you, you spend that time every single day for how long, um, you know, your spirit, your soul's telling you like spirits telling you it's time and you have to have that faith and make that decision because, you know, who's to say that he's not already speaking directly to you the way that he is. So I made a decision right then and there, like, you are so right. Like, yes, God does not want us to feel, I mean, I was feeling pretty horrible. I just kind of explained to you. It was pretty bad. Um, And I knew he didn't want that for me. Like he wants all of us to be happy and joyful. And we are going to have periods of time where we feel anxiety or, uh, you know, negative feelings. But when it stays that way and it's, it's uh, becomes like the new normal, that's not good. And he doesn't want that. And so that was one um, example where I had to demonstrate my faith. And here we are. I think it's six months later and I'm do I'm so happy. And I know that I'm doing a lot of the work that he, he calls me to do. I'm just trying my best to be obedient. Um, he's faithful. It's, it's just who he is. 
Um, I have to be faithful about my family. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned about several family members. And whereas I used to let it weigh me down, I would lose sleep. I would feel sick. I would like not have a good appetite. Um, all these things, all these different ways it affected me. I refuse to allow that anymore because I'm putting all my faith in what God will do with each of these loved ones who I'm concerned over. It's not that I'm not concerned anymore, but I don't carry the weight of it anymore because I have that faith. Um, whenever I hear my husband speak in a way that I perceive as lacking faith, I'm quick to correct him. It was just recently, our daughter was driving somewhere a couple hours away from here and she had to be there by a certain time. And he's always concerned about the LA traffic. And he said, she's probably not going to make it in time. And I was like, no, don't you say that because I really take words serious now. Don't declare that. Like, no, we're going to speak out of faith. We're going to speak life. We're going to speak positivity. We're not going to claim any of that doubt and fear and worry, nothing. nothing. So I want to read you guys a few verses because the Bible is full of scripture on faith. Okay. So I have, I think a few here for you. So the first one comes from Hebrews 11, 1, and this verse says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. A lot of times we won't see anything. And when we demonstrate faith, we're demonstrating confidence in the things that we hope for. The second one is 2 Corinthians. Oh, I forgot to put the, the rest of it. Um, it's for we live by faith, not by sight. And then the last one that I have is, oh, guys, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm going to give you the reference and not read it to you because I didn't, I don't have it all in front of me. Um, Mark, Mark 9, 23. I'll give you a little homework assignment. How about that? So there are so many verses in the Bible on faith. God wants us all to have it and to start practicing um, building it. Um, and again, I, you know, my daughter, she's going to Europe by herself, 18 years old. Uh, she's going to go for three weeks and I have to have faith that she's protected. She's covered. She's going to be safe. And on top of that, that she's going to have the most amazing time of her life. But of course, as parents, we always fear for our children's safety and well-being, right? So I just have to demonstrate my faith by, you know, being happy for her and just praying, praying about it every day and um, just kind of sharing with her that, I, you know, she's going to, she's, this is going to be so life-changing and amazing for her. I'm so happy for her. I have to have faith that my family members will be well and be covered, that my husband will stay sober, that I've, you know, by the way, I've never um, worried a single day about his sobriety. I just, I know that he'll be good. He's turned, he's given his life to God and that's the best thing he could possibly do. So um, I have to have faith that my finances will grow and be greater than I ever imagined. I left a solid income behind. I don't have a retirement plan in place. I didn't put that many years in to have my retirement set up, but I'm not worried about that. God called me out of it. So I already know he's, he's handling it from here. He's got me covered for the rest of my life. Um, for so many things that I have to pray that my gifts are going to be utilized in a way that God, um, wants me to use them. So we just have to demonstrate our faith daily and it doesn't matter how small or big the thing is. Faith is the same in all things. The bigger the vision, the more important that your faith be grounded in his ability and not your own. We have to understand that 
we are not in as much control as we would like to be sometimes. You know, we give our trust over to him and, and just let him handle all of that stuff that we can't see a way of um, working out for ourselves. So before we're able to achieve any results, though, God, he really wants to know that we're fully and completely dependent upon him. And he is going to stretch and strain your faith muscle until you are where you need to be with it. So when you admit to him that you just can't do this on your own, that's when he's going to move. And I read a book not too long ago, and it gave this really good example of faith and trust in God. So you think about um, a little child and, um, you know, he's scared of something on the ground and he is just raising both arms and trusting that his mom or dad or whoever his caregiver is, is going to pick them up off the ground, right? They have that faith. Um, You know, a kid is on a swing and they're ready to come down, but they can't just jump off. They have to have trust that when they call their caregiver over that that person is going to stop them and bring them down, right? It's the same thing with us. So we know that he cares for us. We know that he loves us. We know that he wants the very best for us. He wants to see us smile, laugh, be filled with all this love and peace and joy and all those things. Our confidence in him has to be greater than any worry or fear. And so I know we're human. We, we're going to have moments of worry and doubt and fear because we're human. Um, but the, the quicker you can be aware of those feelings, the quicker you'll be able to just wipe them from your spirit clean, tell God to take them away from you and reverse it into faith and trust. And this is something that I read from a book. Um, it's The Science of Getting Rich. I love what it says. It says, hold your faith and purpose in such a way that every person who comes into contact with you will feel the power of purpose radiating from you so that everyone will get the sense of advancement and increase from you. I always think of my role as a mom, but even if you're not a parent, you're still, I'm sure, an aunt or an uncle or a mentor to somebody. You're an example to somebody. And the more that you can build up and demonstrate your own faith and confidence, the more that you can instill that in somebody else. And um, I just, I really love that. So I hope you guys all enjoyed and got something out of this um, topic today. I want to leave you with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that I also came across this week. And it says, faith can give us courage to face the uncertainties of the future. Our future for all of us is very uncertain. And so it is even more important right now that we get a hold of our faith and start showing up in it, not just for ourselves, but for others. And with that, until next time, you guys all be a blessing and be blessed.